And we are back. Welcome to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Chingai. Hi, Chingai. How are Hello. you? I'm good. Feeling very merry today. Oh, spirits are bright. Let me just say, <laughs> it is our Christmas in July special. And luckily, we are still recording this in July. But by the time we probably edit this, it may be August. But who knows, guys? The spirit of Christmas is upon us. I love how Hallmark just beat the Philippines in terms of like celebrating Christmas early. <laughs> we do it in September, and we thought we were early. But nope, nope, nope. Uh, here we are. Hallmark bringing us the uh, chills for good and bad reasons in the middle of summer. <laughs> But Chingai, I know before we get into our five movies, we've dug deep into our backlog. And before we get into that, I think you wanted to share a Hallmark happy thought. I do. Mm-hmm. The Chesapeake Shores is coming back in a few weeks Ooh! for its final season. Oh. I think my heart is slightly broken that it's mm. going to end. I mean, what are we going to watch for summer? Right? Actually, <laughs> what are we watching for summer? What are we watching for Halloween? There is no more Good Witch. There is no more Chesapeake Shores. Hallmark, come through. What's happening? Are you not doing scripted I mean, they, dramas anymore? They've got to have a plan, right? I don't know. I guess. I mean, I, sh- I hope so. Is I wonder if... There's one with Andy McDowell, but I don't think that's going on anymore. Um, they, they, I see reruns of it, but that was like their other scripted drama. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They better come up with something because we can't just have one calls the heart. I mean, I know it's bringing them the, the big bucks, but it's clearly deteriorating in other ways. So I don't know. I don't know, Hallmark. Give us give us happy thoughts. We love yeah, you more. well, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves first <laughs> before we jump into Chesapeake Shores. Let's get into our Christmas in July movies, starting off with our ick of the week. <laughs> Our oh, egg God. of the week is ironically called A Perfect Christmas. <laughs> From 2016. A Perfect Christmas follows a newlywed couple celebrating their first Christmas together. They invite their families to join them for the holidays, but when Steve is laid off just before Christmas and Cynthia discovers she's pregnant, they both keep their news secret in hopes that the celebration runs smoothly. We're not going to do a preview of this because it doesn't no. even deserve <laughs> a preview. It's already less fun when movies give us married couples. It gets worse mm. because the wife is pregnant. <laughs> okay, this is like early years of Hallmark movies and it's so obvious. They've come a long way. This was just not the one... There were kids involved. There was a dead mom. I think this was like trying to be what Five Star Christmas achieved, but it just it just failed. And and I guess like Five Star Christmas is a pretty recent movie, so you know they had a couple of years to get it right and to get it perfect. But a perfect Christmas was nowhere near the realm of perfect. Oh my goodness! I wrote the exact same thing. This is the polar opposite of Five Star Christmas. On the spectrum of ensemble family dramas, everything that could go wrong went wrong with this movie. There were too many plot lines. It 
it was trying to do that like fast paced um you know when they have that that very popular i think it was from um home alone that that like that montage of things going wrong oh my god this almost is like a train wreck except with train wrecks you actually want to watch it this one i mean i don't even want to watch it the firing thing i think was a bit much like there's they could have handled firing in a different way this one just felt depressing i was like what the fuck this guy got fired like how is this gonna turn up like i don't know job instability is a like a touchy topic to me and i just don't think they should joke about it or make it like a plot point and like seven other plot points in this movie anyway i'm not a fan also, the who, guy was who, cute but who even were these people Hey, who, who are we watching? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the guy has been like a secondary character in some things because I've seen him around and I, I was trying to place this guy's face, but I just couldn't while I was, you know, watching it. And then I looked up his movies and I still can't tell which ones of these <laughs> I've seen. But I know he's in some of them. So I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry to... His mom can't even mention his name because I feel like I don't want to ID him, but I really couldn't. I, I don't know. I've seen him in TV shows, but for some reason, I, I nothing stood out. So, oh gosh, I are. didn't even read the cast names. <laughs> not sorry. Okay, it's we're not sorry. It's the ick of the week. Let's not hurt them further. I guess that leaves me to head to our next movie. Not quite ick, but almost there. Next up in the treasure trove, well, not really quite a treasure, of our backlog of Christmas in July, we have 2017's The Christmas Cure, starring Brooke Nevin, Steve Byers, and Patrick Duffy. An emergency room doctor returns home for Christmas after many years to find that her father has decided to retire. After reuniting with her high school sweetheart and spending an emotional Christmas with her family, she must decide if she will stay in her hometown and take over her father's practice. Well, guys, you know what happens here. She takes it on. I call this lady poor man's Caitlin Doubleday, and <laughs> there is a reason for it. I love Caitlin Doubleday. I think she brings sass. She's got, she, I'm not always a fan of blondes, but she does blonde well. And this lady, Brooke Nevin, is just the, the poor man's version. I'm so sorry. Uh, I really can't think of any particularly good points the dad wasn't a bad dad like we've we've seen some good dads bad dads doctor dads lawyer dads supportive dads unsupportive dads the the parents were quite supportive of her um, ascend into you know trauma surgeon on call whatever head but that's about it like i'm sorry to this like lead guy the fuck was he like, they should have put this guy in a perfect Christmas to just make it really, like, completely shitty. And then put that guy in this movie so that it was a bit more, like, okay, like, okay to look at. There's also this, like, second storyline of her younger brother falling in love with the, like, mm-hmm. patient. Like, what are they trying to do here? Like, a fault in our stars, non-dead people. Um, and then they're reading a book together. And also that lead girl... That girl is the when hope calls girl. But anyway, neither here nor there. We don't watch that show. But yeah, I don't know. We've got the tropes of, you know, big city doctor, small town thing, clinical, whatever, whatever. I'm I'm a carpenter. I build stuff. But no, no to everything. 
I could. Patty like, is extra almost. salty for Christmas in July. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, like, you know, usually Christmas movies make you feel good no matter what. And I was hoping that only because we watched five that I would find something good in it. The reason why, like, the Hallmark movies during Countdown to Christmas are really awfully terrible is because you watch 40 of them in a row, right? But here we were watching five in isolation. I should be able to find something good about it, but I couldn't. So, sorry. Well, you know what? There's a reason why they put these Christmas movies <laughs> in July. It's because they can't... They don't make the cut. They're not good enough to be in December. And that's given that in December we also have some shitty movies. You're right. The, the most awkward pairing here was the, the brother. Like, what were they trying yeah. to do? That was completely unnecessary. There was zero chemistry and- between... Uh, poor man's Caitlin Doubleday and her ex-boyfriend. Like, I, I don't see it. Why are they forcing it? You know, like, Hallmark spends, what, a million dollars on these movies? It's like a million dollars wasted. Seriously. The Christmas cure cures nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a disease, actually. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that is for us to suffer through. All right. Chingai. Okay, let, let's go from, like, old-timey Hallmark movies into our current season with the first movie of the season, my grown-up Christmas list, starring once again two of our favorites, Kayla Wallace and Kevin McGarry. Taylor, a journalist, and Luke in the military share a special bond that grows between them over the course of several Christmases that they spend together and apart. Oh, God. (laughs) We keep hoping for the best for these two. And they just keep disappointing us again and again. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, do they just have bad taste that they keep getting these really shitty movies? Or... Or what? Are, are we being overly expectant of them because we love them so much? I don't know. My grown-up Christmas list shows us nothing new. We've mm-hmm. got a guy who's in the military. They go long distance. She has a dead mom. Again. <laughs> and then and then it, it's like, it's this insufferably long movie, which is, I get it, it's the same length as any other Hallmark Christmas movie, no. but this no. this movie stretches out years upon years, I think, and yeah. it feels like their <laughs> whole long-distance relationship with him, him being wherever he's deployed, and her just trying to get over her dead mom. It's just one depressing plot line mm. after the next, and they try to give us something good with like him proposing to her over over video satellite mm. or something, and, and the whole family pitches in, and and it isn't it isn't fun because this movie isn't fun. <laughs> they should have put this movie in Hallmark movies and mysteries. I don't know why they didn't do that because it has all the elements, mm. all the depressing elements of a movies and mysteries Christmas movie, and yet they put it as the lead in in Hallmark Channel this year, and I don't understand. Okay, not even Kayla and Kevin's star power could save this shit show i feel you on the hallmark movies and mysteries elements the military the sad story but i have to that i have to disagree because hallmark movies and mysteries was so good last christmas 
So like this doesn't you're even right, deserve. Right, right. This okay. doesn't even deserve to be on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. I can see. This is <laughs> this is Hallmark Movies and Mysteries circa like five years ago. I am so disappointed in Kevin and Kayla. Or actually, you know what? I'm just gonna put it out there. Kevin and Kayla, who the hell did you like get on the bad side of in like Hallmark <laughs> management? Which of your relatives do they have kidnapped in their basements that you have to do all these bad movies to get them out on like, you know, to rescue them from their hostageness? Because someone has to have blackmail on you for you to consistently choose terrible movies for yourselves. And it's so sad because they have great chemistry given they are a couple and were unable to enjoy it or see it. Why bother? Why are you giving us shitty things? This is why we can't have, what, nice things for Kevin and Kayla? Are you trying to punish them? I don't know. For, like, preventing an Aaron, Nathan, like, thing? I don't know. I'm, I'm sad. I give these people something better or just don't give them anything at all because you just keep getting our hopes up and I'm, I'm disappointed. Another bone to pick with this movie, because I do like to pick on side characters, pick on <laughs> and cheer on, okay? Yes, yes. I do not like the assistant. <laughs> <laughs> she is a frequent side character in the Hallmark uh-huh. Cinematic Universe, and I always hate it when she appears. She was in the Laura Osnes photographer mm, movie, mm, wedding photographer mm. movie, I was like, oh my god, it's her again. It's and, her. Then, and then she shows up again now. It, it just adds more salt to the wound. I hate it. Okay, I know this is a completely different, like, genre. But I'm, I'm just, I've, I'm finishing watching Borgen, Power and Glory. And mm. they have very few military scenes there of when they're in, like, you know, whatever. Doing military stuff. And Hallmark just does it so terribly. Like, they usually show the military guys coming home. So there's not much military stuff, to be fair. But now, somehow, Kayla has invited herself onto, I don't know, a rescue mission, which is so bananas of a plot How did she even get in there? That's not not allowed. (laughs) That's not allowed. In what universe will they allow a girlfriend? (laughs) Oh, a fiancé even. Still... So it's like, Hallmark, no. You just do veterans or you do them at home, but you don't do them on the field. There's a reason you're not like a SWAT show. You just can't do it I right, so it, just don't do it. I know it might be too much to compare the Hallmark Channel with, you know, Morgan, Morgan. Glory. <laughs> I know. That might I know. be putting but a, a, a bit of weight on their shoulders, but still. <laughs> and... Before we wrap this up, I just have to correct ourselves. I just googled what the budget is for a Hallmark movie. And according okay. to Business Insider, it's about $2 million. Oh my god. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I know that and they said that it is very much smaller. It's a fraction of what normal Hollywood movies cost. But clearly, we see it. And the thing is, the two, the two million goes a long way when it's Andrew Walker or Victor Webster or, you know, the usual suspects. But when it's, oh my God, a perfect Christmas. I don't know, maybe inflation, two million, I don't know. But, woo! All right. Guys, it's not all bad news, though. When we're back from break, the last two movies from Christmas in July, shockingly, not terrible. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> 
Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Chingai, as we try our best to enjoy Christmas in July. <laughs> We've clearly missed the rest of them for a reason. I'm so glad we did, and we just caught up with this year's efforts, well, one of them. And we're here to share the last two movies that honestly made up for the shitty first three movies that we had to talk through. So here we are. Next movie is Last Year's Crashing Through the Snow, starring Amy Acker, Warren Christie, Brooke Nevin, and Christian Broom. Maggie and Sam are crashing Christmas. When he proposes, they team up against his sister's perfect Christmas Neither of them are prepared for the blended family challenges that lie ahead. Hey, Maggie, over here. Oh. Why don't you come to Aspen over the holidays? How fun is that? Kate has all sorts of special things lined up for Christmas. I can't compete with it. You don't have to compete. You're the mom. It'll be fun, I promise. Chingai, Crashing we've hit the mother. Snow. I'm so happy we caught this movie. I did not catch this movie last year. Maybe you have and you forgot it, but I definitely did not see this. And I was very skeptical. I was incredibly skeptical about this movie just because I was like, as with any Christmas in July movie, I'm skeptical because I'm like, why didn't it make it to the top 40? You know these are the leftovers. You know that's why they have Christmas in July. So... I can't say that there are too many tropes of the usual, and that's what, that's what makes this movie so incredibly wonderful. They did mixed family blended storylines that I was like, what? They touched this. And people weren't as lovey-lovey good time in this one. The mom, the lead character, Amy Acker, was snarky. I like it. She was snarky. She was a bit competitive, which you don't normally see when they're trying to show like stepmoms or whatever. Sure, the stepmom, again, once again, poor man's, the Caitlyn Doubleday is here. She does make a reprieve for herself. She was a little better here. And I actually liked her character that she was just trying her best. Yes, she went all out. Yes, she's marrying this guy who I think is not her uh, physical match. But you know what? I love that. I love that about this movie. I like that they show excess trying to make it work. We barely ever get to see that. We see a glimpse of it in, I think, what was that? The Christmas movie with Trevor and um, Goodwitch Aunt, right? Where they show mm -hmm. the kids mm -hmm. um, real mom versus, like, you know, Goodwitch Aunt. I like that they're trying their best to show more blended families. The kids in this movie were not terrible. They were actually quite cute. That they And obviously there was a, a bit of a side story about the kid kind of acting up when dad proposed to the new the new mom but like duh that is natural of course the kid would be upset she can't imagine that her life will change but I'm, I'm focusing too much on the family when guys 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 what i'm here to talk about is the hotness of warren christie holy shit brother sam chef in japan yes please i am eating my words because i know i hated on him slightly because of his movie <laughs> with cbb um, that Wizard of Oz, terrible, if I only had Christmas two years ago, where I refused to watch it and turned my back on it. I literally turned my back on that movie. He didn't look too cute there, but here, oh my god. He is redeemed ten times over. He was really hot, and I am so, so happy we get to see him in this. I have other things to say, but Chingai, any thoughts on, on, on this movie? 
I'm just gonna go off on the whole Warren Christie <laughs> trail. When I was watching this, um, there was this scene, the, the, all, the, the, the actual kiss scene happens in no! the pool. And no! I was like, ah, Patty's gonna love this. Shirtless, shirtless Warren Christie. Very raunchy for a Hallmark yes. Christmas movie, right? I, I like the chemistry between them. Like they play squash together. They they do PowerPoints. I love PowerPoint. Yeah, the back. Uh, they're they're almost kisses. You know they 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 did good. And I like the whole. You know they're helping each other out. Deal where, you know she she he's trying to get her on the good graces of her kids since they're they're appearing to like the the supposed stepmom a little bit more and she's helping him with his his deck and his career and you know it it was it was great but i could just i couldn't get over the blended family thing i have nothing against blended families but just like the, the mental gymnastics it took for mm-hmm. me to understand that was what? the mom <laughs> is going out with the new wife's brother it's like how's that gonna you know, that's going to do a number on the kids, like, years from now, I bet. And Which Santa Claus brought up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Claus from the Lifetime BJL movie is back as the dad. Love yeah, him. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> I, I think crashing through the snow also did a number on me because, like, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, I've seen <laughs> this movie before. And I think... Maybe I have because it was a 2021 movie. Now yes. that you bring it up. Because the whole time I was like, didn't we watch this before? But it was nowhere in our notes. Nowhere yeah. in past episodes. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why does why? this seem too familiar? I probably have seen, seen this before. I don't blame you. The Blended Family bit really did. They did it well, but it could have been better. There were a lot of plot points there, a lot of activities, and I blame poor man's Caitlin Doubleday because she did plan a crazy itinerary. Um, I thought it was just like neither here nor there that they were an incredibly rich family with a sauna and like I'm like okay, calm your jets, like they don't have to be perfect, but it just I liked that Warren Christie had to take his shirt off. One, yes, of course. But I also liked how the dad did have the real talk with him of like, this is going to do a number on the kids. Like he did bring it up of like, you can't just come into this relationship lightly given his history. I like their flirtiness though. They were just Mm -hmm. incredibly upfront about how they were attracted to each other. And there was none of this like, oh, we can't do this. Like usually that's how Hallmark is like, think about the kids. We can't do this. No, they were like, fuck the kids. Let's do this. Which I you love. know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of years, you will know that Patty likes a forthcoming pair. She likes upfront attraction. Yes, I don't like any of this. Like, mm, let's let's pretend we don't like each other because X Y Z. Fuck that! Life is too short, guys. The world is ending. Climate change is real. We will have we will drown in our oceans, and so go for it. Tell the guy you like him. Warren Christie, bring her to that pool. Very raunchy for Hallmark standards. I am all for it, Hallmark. Push the envelope. And yeah, they, they kiss really well. So I'm all for this. It was such a, such a nice feeling of a movie. Considering all the children, I would usually hate it. And yet, I liked it. So good job crashing through the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
kids the the kids pass. <laughs> the test. Pass. Okay, more on kids and kid stuff in our last movie for this episode, Christmas in Toyland, starring Vanessa Lenges and Jesse Hutch. A Toy Star data analyst attempts to save hundreds of jobs right before Christmas to help keep the in-store experience alive. Look at this place. Think about how much toys impacted you when you were a kid. Is that why you run a toy store? So you can keep being a kid? They're shutting down all the West Coast stores. When you need a Christmas miracle... These are my employees, my family. It's not over. There's only one place to go. What is this place? Santa's workshop. Close our eyes, then you're gonna make a wish. But you do believe there's a little bit of magic happening there. This is the last Christmas in Toyland on Five, And I think I saved the best for last. I am normally not a fan of the toy movies. We've done reviews on a lot of them. And they never they never make the grade, you know? But this one, I don't know. What did they do differently that made the whole Christmas toy store appeal to me? I think it's the choice of the actor and the actress. I like that they didn't make it too saccharine with the kids aspect going on. It it was more it was more they moved the plot forward and concentrated on just the couple. So we we are familiar with the type A data-driven woman versus the happy-go-lucky carefree manager dude so that that dynamic is there you know analog versus digital blah 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 the thing that sells us on this movie is the chemistry between the two and we know Vanessa Lenji's from last year she did not get a good movie last year with the New York whatever movie she got but you know that this one was like a redemption for her because she got a script that worked well. She got a partner that brought on the chemistry with her. They were such, such fun to watch. You know, he he's very... I like the balance between them, how he teases her. He's such a flirt, this, mm-hmm. this Jesse Hutch guy, right? And then... And, and, and she just plays off him. It's not awkward at all. Like, she, she kind of... It, it's like <laughs> like the bait and catch, right? He's, he's like mm. baiting her with all his flirty lines and his deliveries and she's just you know she, she's giving in she's not resisting too much and all of this is what matters in the movie the toys are like secondary you know they, they could have done this outside christmas and it would have worked what do you think patty i just have to call out that jesse hutch looks so familiar i was like why does this guy look familiar why does this guy look familiar and then i looked him up he was on freaking heartland or other and he was like an invalid like i don't know horse guy there and he had a terrible haircut so good job to jesse hutch for like literally blooming before our eyes i love it when we see heartland people cross over and back and Mm -hmm. forth because you know it's all like these same canadian actors and i was really skeptical about this movie because toys we've seen the toy store thing done 10 million times before we've seen the big city girl come to, you know, save the analog store shit. And again, Vanessa Lenges was put in a terrible movie last year. Terrible. I, I To be fair, I watched it. Not as bad as Warren Christie, but still pretty bad for her. So I'm so glad they gave her something great and minky. I have to say, my notes for chemistry were holy shit. Um, I was not expecting it. 
I was not expecting them to be incredibly like again forthcoming with their feelings with with this guy just being even guys this guy wore like an elf costume and still he looked wore an hot. elf suit <laughs> yeah and he is beating like Victor Webster in the wideness department like mm-hmm. he filled up the whole screen with his shoulders like it was very incredible hulk like which i love so he also he he felt to me like a mix between like Victor Webster meets Zaddy he who shall not be named and I'm kind of hoping they give him more things because then we can erase Zaddy from the face of this earth. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. I I shockingly enjoyed again two movies about children. What is happening, world? What is happening? I never I never thought I'd see the day when I would like a Toy Story movie. I remember like <laughs> live texting Patty while watching this. He's like, oh my god, this guy. He's like lumberjack vibes. They should put him in all of those Cindy Busby, Christopher Russell <laughs> nature movies. <laughs> He's like completely like, you know, Seattle PMW guy. I can see him holding an axe and cutting yes. down some, <laughs> some trees. Flannel. <laughs> Splitting he logs. And, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, here it is. Hallmark, here's the pitch. The pitch is three brothers in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be a movie. So it's like a trilogy. Right? A trilogy of Lumberjacks. Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> the first brother is, yeah, Jesse Hutch. The second brother is Ryan Pavey in, like, Lumberjack wear. And the third brother is oh, obviously God. Victor Webster. So it's like, it's like a wideness contest. Who can fill the screen most with just their shoulders? And then, yeah, Cindy Busby definitely has to be one of the girls just because she's been in nature way too long. Um, yeah, let's feel free to cast the other two. Uh, obviously, I, I would say BJL, but I just really love the height differential between her and um, Victor Webster. But that's just me. So yeah, Christmas in Thailand. Thank you for toying with our hearts. It was a win. Beyond his, me. beyond his like lumberjack physique, though, I do see a certain sensitivity in Jesse Hodges' <laughs> eyes, <laughs> which I would like to commend. Um, I have not. I have not borne witness to an authentic conversation in a while. And, mm. you know, this one This one filled my cup. And mm. I love him hovering behind her as she worked on her computer. You know, you can feel his breath <laughs> down, <laughs> down your neck while, while you're crunching Shivers. those numbers. Shivers. <laughs> I will give it the hallmark for back-to-back um, employment statuses or empl- um, jobs that are quite you know modern in the real world she's a data analyst guys we have a data analyst now i'm so happy and and then amy acker's character was like a branding like lady marketing branding girl i'm like what who makes pitch decks what i mean even if her pitch deck to be fair was not that great um <laughs> those were terrible like you can't read that shit it's too small that's not a pitch deck it's not even it's just it's like a magazine so not quite sure about the pitch deck thing but Kudos to Hallmark for bringing us into the 21st century once again with these jobs that exist in the current world we live in. So yeah, exciting to see a sustainability manager there one day. I mean, come on, right? ESG, also hot. We've got data analyst. We've, we've got the product manager kind of with Ryan Pavey and his like app list thing. So we're getting there. We're getting there. I like it. It's not over, guys. When we're back, Christmas in July is going to bring us Merry Kill. Christmas in July's Merry Kill list. Are you ready 
Patty, for this round. Yes, yes, let's do it. Let's let's kill. This some wasn't people. such a difficult one for no, me. I mean, there's some. No. There are some weeks where I just cannot decide, but this was pretty straightforward. Let's start with our kills because. Sure. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of obvious. We had a, we did have a week of the week, but then we did, we did have a lot of shitty movies here. So who are you killing? That's true. I am killing Kevin and Kayla's agent. <laughs> Whoever this person is, if it is the same person, I'm killing that person. If it's not, I'm killing them both. Because honestly, I'm done. I'm done. They have been given a terrible, terrible hand. Clearly, this agent is just collecting commission, but not caring about their babies like star power and what they deserve they deserve better kevin and kayla fire your agent and hire me or someone else please anybody that else said they did sign the contract so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i, I am know. killing the entire cast of a perfect <laughs> christmas for just ruining <laughs> my <Christmas>. zen <laughs> yeah, it's terrible yeah. never yeah, again I, I never again me. please Okay, Justice. let's move on to our fucks. Who are we fucking this week? I am fucking Jesse Hutch. <laughs> our toy store, I mean, those shoulders can go a very long way with me. I will not fuck him in the um, elf costume, however. Um, but anytime else, I will fuck him. So that's all. Okay. That's all. my only caveat about the fucking. He has to not be wearing the elf costume. I mean, it, it, it's good to have rules, right? It, yeah, standards. A bit of standards. I am fucking Warren Christie, our chef from Japan. Because yes. I, I don't think I could take him like long term. He doesn't Ooh. seem like a long term guy for me, but he could be like, a, you know, he's like flying in from Tokyo and then we could have a little thing and then he can just leave and I can say that happened. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, that's perfect because I am marrying chef. Warren Christie, obviously. I want to travel with him to Japan or wherever it is he goes. So, perfect. While we travel, he can fuck you on the side when he comes in Absolutely. and out. Um, totally Absolutely. chill with that. I would marry him. I would want to wake up to sushi. every. I know he's not going to cook every day. He's a chef for a living. The chefs never cook when in their da- daily lives. But, like, I wouldn't mind. And there's just that cocky swagger about him that I'm just like, yeah, you would be fun. I would like Chef, this fun adventure. Chefs know how to take charge, right? So yeah, yeah. Be. Take charge. Get those knives out. Let's go. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Who are you marrying? I wonder who, Chingai. I mean, I guess we're doing swapsies this week because <laughs> I'm marrying Jesse Hutch. I do like, you know, someone who can provide a bit of stability and security. Yeah. He's got a job with yeah. a toy store. He's developing on his own. I, I do like the shoulders, too. I mean, he's not as white as Victor Webster because Victor no, Webster frankly scares me. So <laughs> I think I think Jesse Hutch is a good compromise. I mean, in that, in that three lumberjack Pacific Northwest guy movie that you're you're pitching, um, he'd be the one for me. <laughs> I'm trying to think because obviously Victor Webster is gonna be in that movie. Is there anyone wider than Ryan Pavey? He's pretty wide. Because there's that one guy, remember there was that military thing with Sarah Rue of like this boot camp, whatever, the slightly older uh-huh. guy, he was a bad guy in Good Witch. Right, right, made right. Him a bad but guy I didn't in Good pay Witch. attention remember that guy that... To, to remember. Yeah, he's not that hot. That's why I don't suggest him. But I think he's also pretty wide. I, I, guys, tell us. Tell us who are the widest uh, <laughs> shoulders of Hallmark. Because it's definitely not Andrew 
for sure. Andrew's a pretty like you know slightly leaner um, variety. So I'm curious, who are I the mean, Hallmark hunks with the widest shoulders? The takeaway here is Patty does have a certain type. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, brawny, brawny <laughs> builds will we'll, we'll, we'll Hulk smash you with their hands. Um, uh, I, I some... like this, the sensitive, the sensitive, authentic conversation souls who yeah. can provide security and stability provide security. in and a build crazy things, world. Build yeah. things with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Just so yeah, universe, we're putting it out there. It's very clear. Thank you, Chingai. And thanks everyone for listening to and please watch. Please, please watch Christmas in Toyland and Crashing Through the Snow if you need an extra um Christmas vibe in July or August. Because guys, come September, we're back. Well, October for um Hallmark. Thanks, guys, for listening. Follow us on our socials at ButMakeItHallmark on Instagram or at MakeItHallmark on Twitter. If you want to follow along and suggest movies that we haven't seen, we'll be back soon, guys, because Fall in Love is coming, and you know we'll be trying our best to fall along with it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Shingai. We'll Thank see you, you next time. See ya. On But Make It Hallmark. Bye.